I know what it's like to feel invisible, to think it's too late to become what you've always wanted to be. You feel like it's too late to have more life. I felt that way too, but when I lost my brother to cancer, he made me realize I have way more life to live. And I discovered the choice was mine to live it or not. I know you want to become confident and empowered, and you deserve to step into that life you are yearning for. I'm Carrie V, and I get it. There is more greatness to come in your life, and I know you can feel it. I've made a choice to live my big life. Now it is your turn to be empowered and step into the life that has always been yours. It's time for you to step off the sidelines and into your own life, the one you were created to live. It's easier than you think. I believe in you. In fact, I am your biggest fan. So let's get started. Practicing gratitude can and will change your life. Gratitude is the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. And the benefits of simply being thankful are nearly endless. Those who take the time to notice and reflect upon things they are thankful for experience powerful, positive emotions. They feel more alive and energetic. They're more compassionate and kind. They sleep better and they develop stronger immune systems. And the best part is, it's not just gratitude for those big things in your life, but also, and especially for those little things. Taking the time to notice and be grateful for things throughout your day will increase your well-being and satisfaction throughout your entire life. And it's why I wrote my 30 Days of Gratitude journal. You can grab your copy on Amazon now. The link is in the show notes. And listen, makes a really great gift for those you are celebrating Thanksgiving with or wrapping up your Christmas presents for. I'll see you inside the 30 Days of Gratitude journal. Welcome back to Coffee and Tea with Carrie V. I'm Carrie V, your host, your content creator, your biggest fan, and I love you so much that I have brought you two amazing guests today. Adam and Aiden are the creators of one of the most nutritious and amazingly tasty nutrition bars that I have ever had. Long before they created their product, Vine Bars, they developed an interest in nutrition and health. And eventually it transformed into a passion and became an important part of their daily lives. But they were constantly trying to find the best and healthy snacks, foods, and supplements. But unfortunately, they were usually unsatisfied with many of the products that they found. The biggest issue was consistently with nutrition and protein bars. They found that too many of these quote-unquote healthy bars focused on marketing that they're packed with protein and have zero sugar. While those are good things, they're often achieved in ways that actually diminish the quality of the food that they're passing off as healthy. Think additives, fake sweeteners, natural flavors. Every time they had another delicious bar, they would see some or all of those ingredients on the label. And if the bar didn't have some sort of harmful ingredient, it almost always tasted bland, or dry, or was impossible to chew. All they wanted was a nutritious bar that could be a staple in any daily routine. Unable to find what they were looking for, their number one priority became creating it, a bar that didn't sacrifice taste for health or vice versa. 
They have created the Vine Bars, ignoring marketing gimmicks and focused on creating a wholesome snack. No additives, no tricks, just real delicious ingredients. Adam and Aiden, take it away. Aiden and Adam, welcome to Coffee and Tea with Carrie V. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having us, Carrie. We're uh, very excited to be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Seriously. Pleasure is all mine. I so appreciate it. Before we jump in on the story, I'm just going to give a little background. I met these two gentlemen. You're probably both young enough maybe to be my sons, pretty sure, <laughs> at a farmer's market in California a few weeks ago. And they, were, they had this amazing product out, and I was so intrigued by it and intrigued by them and the friendliness. I knew that I needed to have them on the show, and I knew that you needed to meet them. So I am going to hand the show over to you, Adam and Aiden, let you introduce yourselves and tell us why, why with everything that's out on the market, what brought you two together and you said, we have a superior product with superior ingredients, and we're going to put it out there. Yeah. Um, well, again, thank you for having us. Uh, it was great meeting you at the farmer's market a few weeks ago. Um, it was actually, it's really interesting. Adam and I have known each other since we were about eight. So um, okay. we're both in our early 20s now. So about 14, 15 years we've known each other now. And we've always loved the idea of starting a company together. And it's always been something that we've wanted to do. Um, and as the pandemic hit, we kind of realized that, hey, this is a great opportunity for us to you know, put aside some normal job type stuff and really dive into doing something together and doing a product that we care about and are passionate about. And so, mm -hmm. you know, we started, we started a nutritional bar company called Vine Bars. I love that. Yeah. And the whole, the whole kind of point of it was um, there, I mean, there's so many bars on the market. I think if you go to any Whole Foods, Trader <laughs> Joe's, Ralph's, Bonds, wherever, wherever you shop at Sprouts, wherever you are, um, you can kind of look at the protein bars and there are, there'll be about a hundred protein bars that all seem the exact same. So it was very hard for us to try and differentiate ourselves. And we really wanted to hit real nutrition with real ingredients, which we definitely felt like was falling short, especially in the protein bar market. I mean, I think it's so common for you to be like, oh, I found this new healthy bar and then you try it and it either tastes really bad. <laughs> or you find a bar that tastes really good, but then once you start actually looking at the ingredients list, you're like, oh, this is actually terrible for me. Oh, dang, I could have had a Hershey Snickers. bar, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. that was a big that was a big problem for us that we were just experiencing in our own lives. And it was kind of something we were like, hey, why don't we make something that, you know, we would enjoy eating and we would enjoy consuming. And, you know, we really just wanted to start a company. And so we started and we started it small and are just, you know, trying to grow it. And we're really learning on the fly, learning on the job has been a lot of it. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, that'll get a laugh out of Adam every time because I think so many times we've gone into something with the concept of like, oh, we totally, we know how this is going to go. We know how this is going to work. And then, you know, two weeks later, we're like, oh, all right, well, that didn't go at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it's just a constant, you know, reevaluation and relearning process you know we kind of feel like we're um you know in kindergarten almost you know just yeah. kind of blindly finding our way through things but it's been a lot of fun it's fun working together um uh -huh. we both can attest to like having a great partner in the other one you know since we've known each other for so long we um it you kind of need a rock especially in times uh, like especially in these pandemic times <laughs> and especially when you're starting a new business you know for each sure. person's rock 
is different. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny, uh, we both we alternate our bad days to some degree. Like when I, <laughs> yeah, um, I think Adam could talk about that a bit more. But definitely, when I am having my bad days, you know, and I'm grumpy and I'm like, "This isn't gonna work. I hate this. You know, what are we doing here?" Then Adam kind of pulls it together and it's like, "Hey, you know, we have these things going for us. You know, we can work out this stuff. You know, we can figure it out." And then when Adam has his bad days, then I'm then the rock. And it's like, no, we're fine. You know, we, can, <laughs> we got this going on. Um, so that's been luckily very good that up to this point is that we've alternated bad days. Um, I, I got off on a tangent here, but uh, <laughs> again, that, the overall point of us starting Vine Bars was um, uh, we wanted to be truly healthy. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think so many protein bars the general premise is so many protein bars, they have so much protein. They'll be like, great, we have 20 grams of protein and then just one or two grams of sugar, um, which yes. sounds great to the consumer. You know, that mm-hmm. sounds awesome that that's what you want. You want a lot of protein, you want low sugar. But when we ate those bars, we just felt, you know, we felt really empty. They didn't feel very filling. And we yes. also like, we would have stomach problems or, mm-hmm. you know, digestion problems. Um yes. Or we just felt like we were eating a candy bar, even though that they had such low sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started really diving into kind of what those issues were and, you know, why those are going on. And we really focused on having a bar that is well-rounded in nutrients. And we kind of started with that general premise of like, okay, what what are the things that we actually don't want in our bar? That's really what we started with. Um, okay. And identifying the negatives in the industry. Um, because once we identified the negatives, it was much easier to then be like, okay, well, we're only left with this amount of stuff that we can work with. So let's figure out a way to work with it. (laughs) So, Um, so how much did you find that you needed to take out and what are some of those things? I know somebody, I know there's probably many people listening right now and going, okay, I've got a protein bar in my pocket right now. And they're looking at the ingredient lens going, which ones did they think were not (laughs) so good to eat? (laughs) Um, I mean, definitely the first thing was like artificial flavorings and Mm -hmm. artificial sweeteners. Um, I think most very prevalent bars on the market, like if you think, um, like think thin bars or cliff bars, stuff like that, they use a lot of either just straight up sugar, or they use a lot of artificial sweeteners and flavorings where when you, I mean, everyone knows those, when you read them, you're like, I don't even know what that ingredient is. (laughs) Um, and you can't even pronounce it like those types of things that I think generally as consumers, we're getting better and better at identifying those types of things, mm-hmm. you know, but then it's, um, it kind of goes deeper than that as well of, um, you know, there's a lot of harmful, overly processed oils in a lot of bars, um, like, uh, like palm kernel oil and, and palm oil and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a lot of bars have, um, syrups and like uh, a very prevalent one right now is, um, like brown rice syrup. Yes. Um, and you know, brown rice syrup, it sounds cool because it's like, oh, brown rice, you know, I I know that brown rice isn't bad for me. I know what brown rice is. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, what can the syrup of it really do to me? But it's actually, you know, it's a really highly processed syrup um, Mm -hmm. that it it jacks up um, your your blood sugar levels and it actually can do a lot of harm to your body. Like if you eat it on the regular and in large quantities, it can kind of, you know, it counteracts any benefits that the bar would be giving you. Yeah. Um, so stuff like that, we really wanted it to just be the ingredients themselves are providing, 
whether it's the sugar or the flavor or anything like that. Um, that was, those were kind of big things for us. Uh, another huge thing for us was actually, this one's probably less known to most consumers, um, is natural flavors. You know, if you look at the back of your wrapper, most, most big companies use natural flavorings in mm -hmm. their products, whether it's cereal or a smoothie or, a, or like a pre-made juice or, or protein bars or most kind of flavored things that are pre-packaged, you will see natural flavors on them, um, which consumers are totally fine with. And they really are generally uneducated on, which is why companies use them so religiously in all of their products. And uh -huh. what that allows them to do is pack a product with kind of anything they want and put a lot of like, they can pack it full of like 20 grams of protein, but then they put natural flavors in there um, which is pretty much just chemical compounds to make it taste however they want to make it taste. Um, and they can huh. use the term natural flavors because um, natural flavors are technically derived from nature. So if it's from a tree or from a, like an animal's like hormone glands or uh. from the ground, something like that, they can mm -hmm. call it natural flavors. But what they do is they take like a small little secretion of something and then they overly process it, refine it, refine it, refine it until it tastes like a very um, specific flavor. Like you'd be amazed at some of the things that they like. I forget what the flavor is, but one of them is like um, like from beaver glands. They take it and they make it like it's apparently it has like a very sweet thing. Um, and a lot of that is it's all hidden. And so it. I don't know if also you've experienced this at all. Have you ever had like a couple of different bars and they taste very similar? Yes. Um, like a lot of chocolate for different bar companies will taste very similar mm -hmm. because they're all using kind of the same flavor profiles from these natural flavors because it's a shortcut. Um, which I is why see. for us, even though, I mean, our flavors on their own, like our, we have a chocolate flavor, you know, it's not like the most unique flavor on its own, but it tastes different because it's the actual ingredients that you're tasting. So that was a huge yes. point for us, both in terms of health and flavor was to not use natural flavors. And they're so common um, everywhere in the industry. It's Especially seems... actually with like the mixed goji berry flavor we have, um, berries, berry flavoring is specifically so prone to these natural flavors for some reason. So like, you know, what people think of as like a grape flavor, let's say, or like a strawberry flavor mm -hmm. is entirely independent from what those actually taste like in real life. And so that's why I think when you try to taste our bar, you're like, oh, this is like real ingredients. It tastes really like berries versus, you know, some other bar manufacturers that might have like a, you, you know, it thinks like, it seems like it's a berry flavor, but it's not a real berry flavor, you know? Yes. Yes. And I, I find just hearing you, hearing you both speak, it's, it's so deceitful when you read natural flavors, you're just assuming as a consumer that natural means it came from, okay, it came from nature, but it didn't, but it came from nature and went into the bar. It didn't go to nature and then go to a factory mm -hmm. and get all refined and refined yeah. and refined and refined and refined <laughs> exactly. and refined and refined and then went yeah. into the bar. It's deceitful. Exactly. It's very deceitful. And that yes. was a huge thing for us was we wanted to try and be transparent, you know, um, especially in our ingredients list. Mm -hmm. um, and another thing with natural flavors is um, there's a, a point where if they, if a natural flavor has like too much refinery and, and ingredients to it, the FDA doesn't actually check what 
all of that is. Like there's a, I think there's something like seven or 800 natural flavors, something like that. Don't quote me on that. I, I don't remember it off the top of my head, but like um, there's actually a very small percentage that they fully checked the entire ingredients list and refinery process for every single natural flavor because they're packed with so much stuff. And once they hit a certain mark, they actually don't need to be checked and approved by the FDA to a granular level. Like obviously there's still a general check, yeah. but there's not like a granular inspection into what the natural flavor actually is and entails. Um, and so again, to some degree, like we can't definitively say natural flavors are terrible for you because there also isn't long-term testing or research into what these flavorings even are and what they can do on the body. Yes. Um, because they've been, they're so prevalent in the health food industry and just the food industry in general. And there's a lot of money behind that. So they don't, no one really wants to find out what the, what the long-term causes of these things could be. Yes, yes, exactly. And just, I, when I think of the number of protein bars I have eaten, <laughs> it just makes me, I don't even want to go look. I don't even want to go look at the labels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, so we don't know what the long-term effects are. There's a certain point where we don't even have to approve them anymore. So who is protecting us then? And who is making sure that what we're putting in our bodies is real? I don't want something going in my body that isn't real food. I don't yeah. believe we were designed and created to process chemicals. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, right? Yeah. I've seen too much sickness and too much illness in my own family that I know food can heal us or it can harm us. And if it's not real food, why do we even put a food label on it? And mm -hmm. if it's not food, then why are we ingesting it? Yeah. I mean, we couldn't agree more. That was literally the, that's the premise of fine bars, honestly, was, you know, I think in our on our homepage, we have a little philosophy sentence and we literally say we believe in the old adage, you are what you eat. And we truly believe that, that, you know, yeah. if you're putting bad food and chemicals into your body, your body is going to function worse and, you know, other problems might come up and it might not be today. Uh -huh. It might not be next week. It might not be a month from now. But if you have bad eating habits for, you know, a 20 year period of time, you know, yes. stuff is going to come up and that's them when it is you know, too late, at, yes. at, not totally too late, but it makes it a lot harder for your body to then recover. Yes. And, and it could be, it could be too late. And in my family, I had a brother that passed away at 48 from colon cancer. And my father died in my opinion, quite young at 79 from heart disease. And both of them, they both knew they were from choices that made, they made from mm -hmm. things that they chose to put in their bodies most times uneducatedly because they didn't know, mm -hmm. you know, like in my dad's day, margarine was, that was the thing that was going to save <laughs> lives. Yeah. I mean, we know so much better now, mm -hmm. but since we know better now, there is a responsibility both mm -hmm. on the man, people who are manufacturing what we put in our body and those of us choosing what we're putting in. So then you come in, the two of you come in, since you've known each other, you said since eighth grade, I've been taking notes since eighth grade. <laughs> And you say, sorry, actually not eighth grade since we were eight years old, eight years old. Okay. Yeah. That was my mistake. Okay. <laughs> no, so that's no even, even, even longer. Yeah. That's even better. So the two <laughs> of you have been friends since you were eight years old, probably raising cane for your poor mothers and going out and, and just like 
being boys, I had two boys. So <laughs> I have two boys, I should say. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I know what little boys are like. So you're growing up, we get to 2020, we have a pandemic. Instead of sitting back and saying, oh gosh, this sucks. The two of you get together and say, hmm, perfect opportunity to create a life of our own, create a business, do what we love doing. And we bring it in and we create this amazing vine bar. So you took out what you knew that was bad for us and we don't want to be eating. I just, when you said something about the hormone glands of an animal, I'm like, why, why would, why? I would never <laughs> you know, go pick up an animal and go, have some of your hormone glands, please. Yeah. Mm, ain't going to happen. <laughs> so then you two decide we're going to make this amazing bar. And it is truly, it, they are so good. I left California and flew to Arizona to a mastermind retreat. And in one of the sessions, I happened to open one of the chocolate ones up. And the woman who was sitting next to me leaned over and said, what are you eating? That smells like the most amazing, amazing thing ever. And I, I had bought two of each flavor and I had to give her one. I mean, she was salivating next to me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. When you mentioned it, it actually, it's the chocolate, which everybody has a chocolate flavor but yours actually tastes like cacao, like mm -hmm. chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. It's what you, it's what your brain wants to taste when you say yeah. chocolate. So mm -hmm. tell us about your ingredients and why, I mean, it's a short ingredient list. So yeah. hit us up with what's in there and, and why you chose that. Yeah. Um, I mean, we started with the chocolate flavor, obviously, because I mean, who, who isn't going to have a chocolate flavor? You exactly. Know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but from there, we kind of tried to find, um, it's hard to find a good protein base that doesn't taste bad. Um, mm -hmm. So the one thing that we are not, you know, slight short coming up, we're not a vegan bar, unfortunately, you know, we would love to be vegan, but uh, we, we are working on a vegan flavor and we hope to come out with that soon. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> vegan proteins generally, um, the, the protein powders for vegans generally don't taste the greatest, you know, in your pea and hemp proteins. Um, I gotta be honest, you know, um, which is actually, you'll see though, in those vegan bars, though, they then sometimes are the biggest, you know, perpetrators of packing it full of natural flavors and other additives because they need to hide and cover up that flavoring of, of, yeah. you know, the vegan proteins. Um, but you know, we, we found a really good protein base in both collagen powder and, um, almond protein powder. Almond protein powder is actually a really new thing. It's only been around for a couple of years, but it's, yeah. it's, I mean, it's really good. It tastes pretty much like nothing, but it's the hint of a flavor that <laughs> is there. There just tastes like a very subtle hint of almonds. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's actually great protein. It's pretty much the equivalent of like ground up almonds. So it's a very unprocessed protein, which we really liked, you know, we didn't really want to go with like whey protein or something like that. Yes. Um, and from there, it was pretty much just, um, you know, a light base of, of dates kind of because, I mean, dates are very prevalent in the bar industry. You know, we're not we're not hiding that uh, we, we took a couple of tricks from some other people to use <laughs> dates there, you know, um, but they really helped to hold the bar together. And then from there, it's honestly pretty much just chocolate. You know, we have 85 percent cacao chocolate chips in our chocolate and then it's just cocoa powder, you know. Um, and because of that, it, it tastes like a really rich chocolate flavor that we feel like you can't really, there aren't that many other protein bars on the market that mm -hmm. really emphasize the real chocolate in their bars. Yes. Um, a lot of them, it really tastes like you're eating the equivalent of a Snickers or a Hershey's bar. 
It does. And I, I know that Adam can attest to that specifically because Adam, I mean, you ate a lot of like think thin bars and especially in college, you went yeah. through a lot of protein bars. Yeah, no, I mean, I literally lived off bars. That's one mm-hmm. of the reasons we got into this. And I would eat bars where I'm like, this is pretty healthy. You know, there's some bars where most of their shortcomings are pretty nuanced and, you know, it's good enough. But as I got older, you know, you start to, I think, listen to your body maybe a little bit better. And so I started mm-hmm. to see like, oh, that really doesn't actually make me feel that good. Yeah. And then, you know, when you go on, you know, everyone does a cleanse or something in LA and they're eating <laughs> real, real whole foods. And then you see like, oh, wow, that's really what makes my body feel good. And we basically just tried to formulate that into a bar, which I think we did a really good job on. Yes, you absolutely did. And I love that we just said that everybody in, in California is, is, is doing a cleanse on whole foods. It's one of the reasons <laughs> I love coming to California because you can go anywhere and find, I mean, there's healthy places to eat. Anywhere yeah. you go, it's yeah. not like that in upstate New York. <laughs> you have to, it's like a magnifying glass. Looking yeah. for. <laughs> it's getting better, but we don't yeah. have, we don't, I mean, you're on the cutting edge of this, I believe on the West coast. Mm-hmm. And so taking that, and you said that you, you, Adam, you said that you, you lived on bars in college going, yeah. I mean, back in the day, I mean, I went to college in the eighties and still, I was looking for something like that even back then. And then when my kids were little, even for them, I was always trying to find a bar because you're, we traveled a lot and it was trying to find something healthy that I could give them in the car. And think thin was probably the one we used the most. And then I can't even remember what we went to after that. Most, some of them aren't even on the market anymore and trying to find something healthy and believing that what I was giving them was super healthy. And I remember walking into a health food store one time and asking for a specific bar. And they said, um, we don't, you could get them at the grocery store. We don't have them here because we don't feel that the ingredients are healthy. And it was like a wake up call yeah. for me. Like, okay, wait a minute. I, I thought I was grabbing something healthy, but my local health food store won't even sell them. <laughs> yeah. So, hmm. It's, what what am I really looking for here? Yeah, it's um it's honestly a shame kind of what the food industry has become to some degree. It really I, I think it kind of is all tied in together to some degree with like I think how short our attention spans are mm-hmm. nowadays with technology everywhere and, and and just kind of with I just think where the whole world is right now. We're so focused on the here and now we're very short-term thinking. Um, we're very, okay, what catches my eye in a millisecond? Yeah. And if it doesn't do that, then I'm not paying attention to it, you know? Yes. Um, and food companies know this and they develop very specific marketing programs to make their food seem healthy when really it's not. Um, and to make consumers fully believe that they are having a healthy snack or a healthy meal or a healthy drink <laughs> When it's really just, it's just a lot of, and I don't want to be mean and say junk, but to some degree, junk. You can you say know? it. We're yeah. real here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, like a great example of that actually would be, um, I would think of like, uh, like Jamba Juice is a great example of that. Um, I remember growing up as a kid, I thought Jamba Juice was super healthy and I love mm-hmm. Jamba Juice. I mean, to this day, I still, I don't, I don't have Jamba Juice that frequently. <laughs> but um, but when I do have it, I love Jamba Juice. You know, I, uh-huh. I have nothing bad to say about the flavors going on at Jamba Juice. Um, <laughs> but as I got older and I thought about it more and I learned more, I realized that like they've marketed themselves as like a healthy smoothie and juice place. But when you really look at it, it's really just 
syrups and sugar and like very not a whole lot of like real even fruit is going into it and it's not a high quality like I would always think myself like oh I'm eating like I'm having a healthy lunch today I'm (laughs) having a drama do smoothie you know um and that's a that's one example but there's a lot of things like that where companies and brands totally just market themselves as a healthy product but when you really get into it it's all the entire food industry is really just a facade of health um because Mm -hmm. they hit on those marketing points of like oh we have a lot of protein or oh we have zero sugar um and people love hearing that um and they gravitate towards those things and companies just keep doing that and keep doing it and it keeps working because it's a shame but to some degree people are uneducated um like proper nutrition isn't something that is taught really um that much or at all in schools or to communities or to families. So, you know, if no one knows how, how can anyone in their family then learn and and teach others, you know? Yes, for sure. For sure. And reaching for whole foods really is that that's what our bodies want. They want something that it can recognize. So Adam, you had talked a little bit about the goji berry flavor and that there's real berries in there. So can you walk us through what is in the goji berry flavor? And is it, yeah, let's hear, let's hear about what's in there. Yeah. So, I mean, in general, the base between our two flavors is basically the same, like the stuff Aiden mentioned. So that protein blend, some dates, mm-hmm. uh, almond butter, etc. But we added a few special things into the goji berry bar that really gives it that sweet yet sour taste that you'd get from a few different berries. So there's some cherries in there. There's goji berries, obviously, strawberries. And then we wanted to add a little bit of a creamy complexion to it almost. So we put some cashews in there as well. And that generally sums up, besides the base, what's in that bar. Yeah. It's all real food. Yeah. It's all real food. That's really what we went for. It's not a facade. We're just being honest about what we're giving you. And, you know, it tastes good. So I, I recently saw a meme where it was six garages and it gave the names of the people who started in there, you know, like Amazon and Apple. And I can't remember the others. IBM, I think, mm-hmm. was one of them. Tell us about tell us about how you started. So you come up with the idea and the idea is amazing and you've got the best ingredients. Now you have to manufacture this thing. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear um, about it. <laughs> um. I think with anything, the idea of starting is much easier than the actual process of starting. Um, You know, we were very lucky that like I have space um, in my home, like for, I mean, we we run this out of my home, you know, like we do, we do all of our own shipping. Uh, We store all of our, all of our products here. Um, And so our first step was finding um, a co-packer that could help us kind of fulfill our vision of like, great. We want it to be super clean and and non-GMO and gluten-free and dairy-free and soy-free. And we want it to be real ingredients. So it was hard to find um, a a co-packer or someone who like helps actually the physical manufacturing of the product. Um, So it was was hard to find one that, you know, actually both fit our needs and, um, and shared our vision, you know, and and wanting to, to be, um, healthy and that was a big step for us of trying to identify that um and then from there i mean it's just been a lot of you know figuring out our packaging and and our marketing and that's been a it's it's tough to do that because a lot of what communicates about our bar you know is these conversations you know because we're trying to educate people you know we're trying to not use 
those generic marketing gimmicks that all the other food companies use. So we're trying to find ways to market a product without using the traditional, you know, marketing things that have been shown to work in the industry, but we don't want to do those things because we feel that they're deceitful. Yes. Um, So it's been, it's been fun to try and, you know, find new ways to market and new ways to, to communicate about a product that, you know, there are somewhat similar products out there. There are definitely, we don't want to seem like, we don't want to say that all bars are bad. You know, there are totally other bar brands that are doing things the right way and that are having yes. good products, you know, and we feel like that there is enough space there for like all of the healthy bars to, to try and thrive. And I think it's good because the more healthy bars there are, you know, the more options there are for consumers, which I think is always beneficial. Yes. yes. Um, so that's, that's been a, a tricky challenge for us is, you know, how do we market without um, traditional marketing gimmicks and how do we have these types of conversations? Because I mean, even think about it at the farmer's market, you know, you were interested in us. So you came up and we got to talk to you about our product and communicate our whole vision and our whole message, you know? Yes. So it's yes. been, you know, finding ways to communicate that same messaging on social media and through ads and whatnot, but in like just one or two quick bullet points trying to communicate like a 20 or 30 minute idea, you know? Yes. Yeah. So this started in the pandemic. So how old is your company? We launched July. Yeah, we launched July. I mean, there was a lot of legwork leading up to that, but our official launch was July, 2020. Wow. And then, and I just, and I happened upon you in just a couple of months after that in LA, which, I mean, what are the chances? Honestly, we fly, I flew from New York to LA and ended up at a farmer's market. (laughs) It wasn't (laughs) on the list of things to do when I was in LA for those few (laughs) days. So I just think it was supposed to happen and we were Mm -hmm. supposed to meet and the product is amazing. And you two just, I didn't come to the table because I thought, oh, there's a protein bar. I actually was drawn to the table because the two of you look so joyous and so confident. And, and to me, that is a huge part of it because you have a great product, but you also have a, an amazing personality and the way that you present yourselves. You're so sure of this. this. People need this in their lives. And you know this and you show it. And it drew me right in. I was like, I got to meet these guys. <laughs> I don't know what they're selling over there, but I got to go over there and meet them. <laughs> and it's just, to me, it is, what you're doing is wonderful. And I want to do everything I can to help get your message out there. So we're, we're literally a nation apart here. So you get the West coast. I got the East coast. We'll get <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. I mean, we appreciate those kind words. I mean, I definitely think that's something that, um, anyone looking to start a business, you definitely need to be very sold on what you're doing. Yes. Um, and you need, definitely need to be very, um, very determined about, about what you're doing, which I think luckily Av and I have both built on those skills from each other, like throughout our whole lives. Um, you know, I think with anyone, you know, in your teen years, you're going to have different shortcomings or different things that come up. And, um, it's been great for us to be able to grow with each other and then to start this company together and then continue to grow, um, as we've gone through this, um, because it's really been, uh, yeah, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat. It's hard. It's you know, it's hard mm-hmm. to start a company during um, 
during a pandemic, <laughs> you know. It's um, really hard. <laughs> for but anyone you just listening that can't see Adam's face, you know, you can. Yeah. His, no, I mean, yeah, you're exactly right. And I guess what you're touching on is like passion, right? That's like yes. basically, I mean, really, because like the thing is, you know, we have like, you were awesome enough to have us on the show and stuff. But most of the time when you're selling something or you're starting a business, like no one will care about it more than you. And that's always going to be true. So if you don't have, the determination to really push that forward against forces driving back at you, it's going to be really hard to succeed, you know? Yes. Yeah. Cause you're going to get pushback. You're going to hear a lot of people say no, a lot of people are going to say no. And then you're going to get that one glorious. (laughs) Yes. That catapults it and you can't give up. And I see that in you and that, that's yeah, it's passion. That's what drew me in. It's like yeah. the two the two girls I was in, like, where are you going? I, said, I gotta go over and see them. <laughs> and I <gotta> see them. <laughs> and yeah, I was, actually, the one girl that was with me said they're not selling jewelry. I said, I know. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> yeah, it really is. You need to have a passion, you need to have a drive. Because I would say at least once a week, there's a reason for us to look at each other and say, you know what? We should quit. We should stop doing this. You know, yeah. at least at least once a week, there there is definitely a moment mm-hmm. that we get punched in the face, and we're just like, Let, let's stop. Well, why are we doing this? You know, <laughs> please don't stop. Uh, yeah, and you know, you kind of you, you just really have to. You know, it's just a rewiring of yourself. You just mentally have to be like, all right, no, what's the you know, it's problem solving. You know, it's just every every day is problem solving to be like, okay. We know that we have a good product, so we just need to solve this problem that is preventing us from getting this good product to people, you know? Yes. And it's just constant, yeah. constant reworking and constant problem solving. And grit, honestly, is probably like the biggest thing I'd say. It's like, it's not even, you know, we can be as intelligent or whatever in how we solve our problems, but it's really about that persistence. Like, you know, no matter how many times you get pushed down, are you going to come back up and keep trying? Because that yes. seems to be at least what I've, witness for the people who are successful. And that's, you know, an incredibly important aspect of it. Yes. Yeah. I'm so glad that I'm so glad you guys brought that up. It is persistent persistence. It's, you know, so I have a, I have 30 years on each of you (laughs) and, (laughs) and it, it is seeing that just going back and looking back on life. It's, it's that ability to get back up, just get back up. It's not over. It's mm-hmm. not, you just got to get up and keep going. And that's what creates everybody who is successful. It's because they kept getting back up. And if you go back and read the stories and I can't wait to read yours, like in 30 years, <laughs> I read your story and you've got this multi-billion dollar company. I'm going to be like, I knew them when they were at a farmer's market in LA. Yeah. And I can't wait to read that story because I can already see it happening. Just because you're so you're so into this. So please don't give up. Thank ever. you. Well, really nice thank to you. hear. Yeah. That, thank you. That's very nice to hear. Cause even if you have your own personal reassurances, it's definitely very helpful to hear it from other people for sure that, you know, that you're on the right direction, Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but I also think on talking about persistence, I think persistence is something that, you know, spreads throughout more than just one thing. Like persistence really has to be kind of like to some degree an identity for you. Yes. Like it has to definitely spread into kind of all the things that you're doing in your life, you know, like persistence and everything. Cause it, it's, it, it really spreads. Like if you stop being persistent in certain things, you know, then it, it kind of has a carryover effect for them. Like, where does it end with stopping, yeah. stopping the persistence? You know, it really is something that, um, 
And it's a learned thing. I, I don't think it's something that people are are born with. You know, mm-hmm. it's a it's a skill that you have to you have to work on it. Um, yes. It's definitely not something that I've always had. I definitely think it's something that like I learned um, to some degree from Adam. Like Adam has, I would say for like four or five years now, had a very regimented like this is what I do, and I just keep going at it. And he yeah. definitely was very regimented and had very just like persistent eyes forward. I'm going to, I'm walking through this wall right now. Um, <laughs> and it's something that you have to recognize and you have to, you know, improve on yourself because it's not, it's not a given. It's definitely, it's a day in day out mental shift that you have to have and to continue working on it's, you have to treat it as like a skill of, I don't know. I, I played, uh, we both played sports in high school. So sometimes I make sports analogies. It's like yeah. the same as like, you know, if you're trying to get better at basketball, you know, you just have to take more shots and take more shots and you have to practice it. Um, it's the same with persistence. You have to, you know, you have to practice being persistent. It won't just happen for you. Exactly. Exactly. And you'll never get a home run on the ball. You don't swing at, right? Yeah, exactly. It's not going to happen. So, so I always ask at the end of our podcast interviews, and I could go on and on and on because you know you know you're <laughs> going to have to come back because there are so many more questions I have. <laughs> so, but we talk about yeah. our pal pal shoes, and I told you before we recorded what mine look like, and I'm guessing that neither one of you are walking around in stilettos that say pal pal on the toes. So, <laughs> I mean, if you do, it's great. But <laughs> tell tell us your version, your superpower. What what is it that when you if it's a an article of clothing or a book or a person you talk to, what is your superpower that when it comes into your life, you're like, I got this. Uh, Adam, do you want to go first? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can take a stab. I don't know if I'll hit your question, you know, right on the nose, but there's I no mean, wrong answers, Adam. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes it a lot easier. <laughs> um, I mean, for me, maybe my, my thing would be running then. I mean, obviously that's an action, but I will say, yes, you know, it's something that empowers you. Like that's basically what you're getting at, right? Yes. It's something yep. that empowers you. And so for me, that's definitely running because I think uh, there's something freeing about it. There's mm-hmm. something that, you know, is a physical feeling obviously from actually doing exercise, but there's a mental aspect to it too that I think has been incredibly important for all the different things we talked about, whether it's just, you know, choosing to start a business, choosing to take that risk, choosing to be disciplined over time and have that grittiness and just generally like helping make me a better person, right? Or empowering me. Yes. I love it. Love it. Um, You're up, Aiden. <laughs> mine's a bit corny. Uh, I want to, I want to preface this to say mine's a bit corny, but uh, I would say my mom. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's <laughs> sweet. That's not corny. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, uh, whenever I like have like, uh, I mean, I think we all hit walls every once in a while. Every time I hit a wall, you know, I definitely conversations with my mom definitely helped me. Um, Help me get through a lot. Help me think about things in a different light. Um, she's a very positive person, but she's also a very, um, she's, I mean, very, she's, she's the epitome of persistence. She's very much, okay, well, if this isn't working. What's the thing that will work? And then you go and do that and you do it again and you do it again and you do it again. Yeah. Um, so she definitely, anytime I'm ever having like a wall or having difficulty, she definitely expands my view and, and puts my, head and like a positive state of mind that then I can think about something rationally and really it she really empowers me to to go out and and you know be the best that I can be oh 
I love it. So I just heard two from both of you, two great books. So we have Convos with Mom, Conversations with Mom, and Running is Freedom. I can just, I mean, you have to start your books. (laughs) (laughs) Just with everything that you're journeying through and starting this business during a pandemic. And and then what you both brought in as what empowers you is it just, there's so much the world needs to hear from the two of you. When we don't see it enough and you both have it. And then, and you're both doing this business together, which is just, it warms my heart. Maybe it's, you know, because you said mom, maybe that's what it was. I was like, oh, they could be my sons. I got to talk to them. <laughs> maybe that's what it was. We just found out it was supposed to happen though. Yeah. That I do know. I know I was supposed to meet you that day. It's why we ended up at the farmer's market. Totally yeah. unexpected, you know, and we were hungry too. We were, gonna honor, we were on our way to breakfast and we we're like, let's go first. <laughs> so um, we always end our podcast with a journal prompt. So I'm going to ask you each to give a journal prompt to our listeners because you both had amazing things to say. And I want to, I want you both to, if you would, pretty please. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess since you started the last one, I'll, I'll go first on this one. <laughs> okay. Uh, seems my, fair. my journal prompt would be, um, what is either a skill you don't have or a shortcoming that you notice within yourself that you want to change a year from now? Oh, love it. Because I think, I think we don't do enough self-evaluation, not just negatively, but um, like, in a, like viewing the negative in a positive light. You know, what is something yeah. that you know that you don't have? And instead of saying, oh, I don't have that or I can't do that. Um, recognize that and try and figure out how in the next year you can, you can become at least proficient in that. I love it. Love it. All right, sir. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess mine would just be, I mean, to be honest, I'm slightly ripping this off from someone else, um, (laughs) but I think it's a good one. So I heard someone talking about what someone's top level goal is. So I think that's an interesting concept because when I heard it, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. I don't have one singular thing like that, but it's a semi-abstract thing. And it's like, what are you in general as a person shooting towards, you know? And how can you make sure things in your life align towards that? Because it's definitely an incremental thing, you know, like every day we do all these little things that add up to getting you somewhere. So I think people more often than not don't evaluate really where, what that top level goal is. So I think, you know, what is your top level goal? I love it. And you can't hit a moving target, right? So you got to know what that is and how yeah, can you maybe take it a changes next step? too, you know, but like, right. it's definitely something you have to at least acknowledge because then when you're headed towards that, you know, it's, it's almost like an organizational thing. It's like, you just, you have a place you're going and you know where you're headed. Yes. Ah, oh, I love it. See, you two are brilliant. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> so everybody's listening going, okay, now where do I find them? Where do I find these bars? You've talked about how amazing they are, but I don't know how to get them. So give us all the goods and I'll make sure it's all in the show notes as well. <laughs> okay, well, uh, you can find our website. It's vinebars.co, V-I-N-E-B-A-R-S.co. Okay. Um, we also are on Facebook and Instagram at the Vine Bars. Okay. And then Carrie V, we're going to make a a special discount code for your listeners. Thank you. Yeah. um, So if they just type in Carrie V at checkout, uh, they will get a 15% off discount. That is amazingly generous. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. 
Just type in Carrie V at checkout and I expect you all to head there right now and grab them all. Like overwhelm <laughs> them so much that they're like, how are we going to fulfill all these orders? It's a great problem to have, right? <laughs> Please do. That, 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 yeah, that'd be awesome. awesome. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I can attest that you will not be sorry. You want these you want these not in, not only for the nutritional value, but to support such an amazing team here. I'm I'm all about building each other up. Small business and entrepreneurship. It just it's my heart. So reach out to these guys. Give them all your support. They are amazing. Thank you for hanging out with us today. And definitely, 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 if you will come back, I would love to have you back again. Yeah, thank, thank you so, so much, much for having, for having us. It's been, it's been our pleasure for sure. And we look forward to coming back on. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening in. I want you to know I do not take it for granted that you give me this time to have coffee and tea together with me. But before you go, it would mean the world to me if you grab a quick coffee or tea refill and pop into the podcast reviews and leave me a review. It's how this podcast grows. It's how it reaches and empowers more women. And it's how I know how to serve you best. I want this podcast to be what you need. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and share it with your friends and follow me on Instagram at I am Carrie V. Remember, it is never too late. Peace out, girlfriend. Pow, pow.